Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good morning, world. Um, and welcome to the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. Thank you for tuning in with us this morning as we conversate about the latest sports topics that has taken place from this past week and will be upcoming this week. It is always a blast to have you all tune in and participate with us every weekend. As a reminder that every week we always like to begin our podcast by reminding our audience that the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast can be found on Facebook via the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast community page, on Spotify as the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, YouTube as the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, Apple Podcasts, or various places where you can find your podcast as the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, as well as our own Facebook pages via Brandon Price, Jamar Goodman, and in this case, Ann Jones as well. Today is January 22nd, 2022, and we have yet again seen another interesting week in the sports world where we saw the Dallas Cowboys lose in dramatic fashion and then hilariously get trolled by Stephen A. Smith. Um, I don't know, world, uh, if you guys have had the opportunity to see this video or these videos on YouTube, but I promise you, you'll be literally rolling. It is just absolutely hilarious. Um, and seeing the fans' reactions, they were crying, y'all, before the game was even over. It was, it was just, it was, it was, it was a hell of a scene, and um, it, it really shows just how passionate Dallas Cowboy fans are. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, they escaped the Las Vegas Raiders, and what many viewed as a terribly officiated game, um, as predicted on the podcast, we did believe that the Raiders would give the Bengals a good run for their money. But some felt like the referees helped them, but I think the Bengals were just a better team. Um, the Bucks, Rams, Chiefs, and Bills all easily take care of their business uh, during NFL Super Wildcard Weekend. Although some teams are banged up going into this division and playoff round, um, as well as the LA Lakers continuing their struggles. Uh, they rebounded last night against the Orlando Magic, but it's the Orlando Magic, right? Um and they're not looking anything close to a championship team, nor even a contender. And so with that being said, introducing my brother from another mother, Mr. Jamar Goodman. Good morning, sir. How are you? Man, good morning, Brandon. I'm doing excellent. How's everything? Good, man. Good, man. And introducing our guest for this morning again, Mr. Ann Jones, my brother from Morgan Park, Mr. Wide Receiver, Mr. Count em Up, whom will be <laughs> chopping it up with us for the remainder of this postseason. Thank you Thank again, you, brother, for joining us and chopping it up with us. What's good with you, man? Pretty much same old, same old. Thanks, man, for having me on. I appreciate it. Yes, sir, bro. I appreciate you coming on with us. And so now, fellas, let's get into our segment this morning of first and foremost. Uh, the divisional playoff round is amongst us and approaching. And so just curious, fellas, as we begin our conversation this morning, curious, right? If you are a team let's say that has a higher seat and you got somebody coming into your stadium. Um, give me a team from the NFC and an AFC that you will hope to avoid coming this weekend. And so since you are a guest this morning, and let's begin with you, man. Like if you Kansas city as example, I, I don't know, damn it. If you, the Packers, like if, mm -hmm. if you, the Titans, if you, the uh, Bucks, I mean, all these road teams got – I swear they all got good cases here, man. Yeah. They all got good cases here. Which team would you hope to avoid, one from the NFC, one from the AFC out of these uh, four matchups we got coming today and tomorrow? Um, like last week, I would say the, the 49ers for sure. 
going to Packers. Um, they seem pretty hot. I know Jimmy G said he, his shoulder was bothering. I think he injured the shoulder last uh, week yeah. during the Cowboys game. I don't know how that's going to be for this weekend, but um, it would definitely be the 49ers. And to be honest, hmm, I would say the Bills. The Bills. Because I know the Titans, they got Derrick Henry coming back, so we'll see how healthy he is and how that works out. Probably have to knock some of the rust off. And the Bengals are fairly, you know, they're a fairly young team, but they're pretty hot right now. But I would say the Bills. The Bills, I feel like they want their rematch from last year. They want their revenge back in Kansas City again. So I think the Bills are going to be real determined this week. Yeah, yeah, and the Bills um, put a whooping on the uh, Chiefs this year. You remember Jamar um, early this season? It was, it was a it was a butt whooping. Um, although there were two different teams, some people might say compared to beginning of the season to where they are now. Yeah. But um, the Bills, I've man, I I, I I I I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, on the other hand, uh, Jamar, who you got, bro? Like, excuse me, like you said, you can make a case for it. Any one of these things is it, it's that, like, you know, spectacular right now. Um, you know, I'm on record saying the 49ers from last week, you know, they, they got it done. Um, just basically how they, um, how their offense and their philosophy is set up, it, it, it's, it's, they have an advantage uh, against the Packers and what they do. I mean, basically keep that man off the field, control the mm-hmm. clock able to run the ball, able to set up your boy Jimmy G with play action, find George Kittle, and let Debo be Debo, right? And yeah. as long as, long as – Those receiver backs – like, those are receiver backs, Jamar, in San Francisco. Like, you see how big those guys are, y'all? Like, they look like running backs. I swear, have they played – I don't know. Jamar knows so much about football. Did Debo Samuel or Brandon IU play running back at one point? Because them dudes are like – and, and San Francisco, they ain't even got to throw the ball down there. But when they do, they so fast, too. And they looking to knock you down every time, Ian, like yep. as a receiver. They not looking, uh, Jamar, to just run the ball, bro, and just hit the ground. They looking to run you clean over. They are. And that's that's what makes Debo, especially him, so special. The fact that he has the acceleration to blow by somebody, but he also has the strength to, to knock a couple of heads off, too. At the same time, mm-hmm. and the fact that the, the like fact fact that Cal Shanahan was so brilliant to start using Debo out the backfield at time, especially when Elijah Mitchell went down along with Mostert at the beginning of the year, it's like, all right, so you know we we got this this prototype. We're gonna use you as a prototype. We're gonna you know you know set you out wide. You know you run your route. You can do a slant in. You can be in the backfield. We can do read option. We can do this. Like there's so many things you can do with that man, and they are like fully utilizing him and it in fact that's the reason why they're dangerous now and and if Nick Bosa could just make one or two plays on the other side of the ball that, that's all it takes so the Packers is definitely might have their hands full here today so you know I was gonna say the Bills but I'm gonna just make a case for the Bengals because you know they they have like the the you know the most wonderful wide receiver in the league by the way Jamar Chase <laughs> but uh no, nah, I mean, the way, like like you said, uh, Ian, like, 
Joe Burrow and them, he, he's been playing lights out in the last, I don't know, three weeks to a month now. Yeah. Um, and, and it's showing signs that when he was at LSU, like we, we saw that magical year. And, you know, when when the Bengals drafted him, they was, you know, wondering, it's like, is, is, are we going to get that same guy? Is he going to develop and continue to be that guy? And it's starting to show here. Yeah. Um, like this, this man got all these weapons. This team's been on fire. They cannot stop Jamar Chase. But you also got T. Higgins, who is probably one of the most underrated wide receivers in the whole league. You got mm-hmm. Tyler Boyd, who's just been nothing but consistent in that slot and one of the best slot receivers in the league. You got Joe Mixon, who's been balling lights out the whole year. And you even got a couple of uh, pass rushes on that defense that's starting to show up now. So Tennessee, like, I know Derrick Henry's going to play, but it's like we don't know what Derrick Henry, we, Henry we're going to get. That's That's the yeah. problem. Now, if they play at their apex at their peak, then uh, Cincinnati might be in trouble, but we don't know that. But we know well, we do know one thing. Cincinnati has been playing lights out. They've been playing at their peak for the last month. So that's a team you got to be worried about. Yeah, for sure, man. Cincinnati, it's like with them, y'all. All it really takes is sort of like remind you of the Rams. It takes one big play with them. Jamar Chase can yeah. change the game just like that. And this is crazy. He's a rookie. So I'm just sitting here thinking, y'all, like Cincinnati got a bright future. Just you got to keep them two together and, and you build around everything else. They're going to be straight, man, because in this league, y'all, it's a quarterback-driven league. If you got a quarterback, you can just build around that. And everything else kind of just takes care of itself. And so, man, these are all very interesting matchups. But since y'all fellas are making uh, interesting uh, comments here of, of various matchups, um, we could go with any matchup, right? And so, yep. y'all, I told you, uh, Jamar, a few weeks back that I wouldn't want to play the L.A. Rams going into the playoffs. Correct. Now, Ian Jones, I don't like Matthew Stafford. I think this is, <laughs> um, you know, however, a very important week for him. Yeah. Remember in the offseason, y'all, the Rams gave up all these draft picks, okay, to be in the running to get Matthew Stafford. They went and got Brand. They went and got Cam Makers. They 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 they've been making splashes uh, in the off season. You know, shored up their defense. Uh, they went ahead and they during the season got Von Miller. Okay, then you went ahead and you got Odell Beckham Jr. The Rams have been all in, y'all, since the off season on winning a Super Bowl, and they've been very very aggressive in taking advantage of that LA market. So I got a few scenarios, y'all. Um, Number one, I'm from the Bucks. We've been hearing y'all all week that the Bucks have been banged up. Their defensive line is banged up. Their defense is banged up, and their offensive line is really banged up. Mm-hmm. And y'all know, as football fans, Andy Jamar, the one way to beat Tom Brady is to get pressure on him. And unfortunately, the sad part is he got a man named Aaron Donald, whom it's third place in the defensive of the year voting. I don't know how the hell he got it, but he got it. Maybe it's because when you get double teams on him, he's still breaking through the line, y'all. Yeah. You got this man breaking through the line on double teams. Then on the outside, you got Von Miller. Then on the other side, you got Leonard Floyd, who found himself, by the way, in L.A., by the way. He didn't do this with the Bears. Not he at found all. <laughs> found himself in L.A., though. And so – you got these three dogs literally coming at you, Tom Brady. Um, on this, on the other hand, you still got to throw 
somewhere near a Jalen Ramsey, which can be very dangerous. Outside of, I'm not even, I mean, I know he just came back, but this man is going to be a Hall of Famer, Eric Weddle. You got him in the backfield in the secondary as a safety. It's a lot to deal with. And so, I know y'all, Tom Brady has won the Super Bowl last year. I know it is dangerous as hell to bat against Tom Brady. But I kid you not, if Tom Brady was to lose a football game in the playoffs, y'all, to a team, this might be it. This might be the team. It, it just might. And so we'll get into the picks later. But Tom Brady um, and the Bucks, they it's going to take – it's going to take y'all a better effort last year to beat the Rams because that's how good the Rams are. This is a really, really, really good football team. And it's some heavyweight matchups taken up today and tomorrow. It's some heavyweight football. All four of these games are very heavyweight because all these matchups present opposing matchups that explosion you got power you got vets you got incredible offenses that can move the ball you got physicality you got the best quarterbacks you got a rod this weekend you got tom brady you got patrick mahomes you got josh allen you got the rams and the offense you got a young joe burrow you got a physical niners team that as we know y'all any year could be a team that could win the super bowl based off of how they play we've seen plenty of teams like the niners win the Super Bowl. We've seen plenty of teams like the Titans win the Super Bowl, but it's kind of a different era now. It's more of a, a, a finesse era, and so it'll be very interesting, all of these matchups in just a variety of ways. So I wanted to point out, fellas, the Rams and the Bucks, because if I'm the Bucks, man, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm real nervous. Um, on the other hand, y'all, um, pressure. Let's talk about pressure. And so what player, y'all, is under more pressure to lead their franchise to a playoff win this weekend? And, fellas, I, I could only think of two people. And as you know, by the way, y'all can always feel free to add in anybody, um, you know, on our document. But Matthew Stafford and Aaron Rodgers, y'all, these, the, <laughs> these are the two people I can think of. And so I'm just curious from a perspective, uh, Jamar. Between Matthew Stafford and Aaron Rodgers, which guys under more pressure to win this weekend? Because we know both of these stories. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you basically asked the same question last week, and one of the guys that you mentioned here was in that same question last week. Um, He'll be in the net if he wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the guy I'm picking. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, when it's all said done, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers loses, like, yeah, but – he, he got one. He, he won before. So that's always going to be in his legacy when, the, when, his, when it comes to the Hall of Fame and everything else. Super Bowl champion is on his resume already. Matthew Stafford, on the other hand, basically based on what you said about five minutes ago, they basically traded the house for this man to deliver a Super Bowl. And then not to mention all the star power that they went and acquired this past, what, five, six, seven months? Along with that, it's this it's Super Bowl champ or bust. That's exactly what it is. So he's going to have, forever have pressure on him to this this season to get it done. I mean, yeah, he got the monkey off his back. He got the win last week and in a, in a very impressive fashion. 
I think the Cardinals left the game before half time, but that's neither here nor there. But um, <laughs> they didn't want to play. They didn't want to play. No, they didn't. But no, it's it's, it's definitely Matthew Stafford. He he has the most pressure on him. I mean, that's the reason why we're here right now talking about him because everything that has happened to trade the whole house and and a bag of chips for Matthew Stafford. So we gonna see. Just quickly, uh, and before you go, like, just remember, uh, Jamar, that when you're talking about the whole house, that includes Jared Goff, who led them to a Super Bowl and led them last year to the divisional playoffs. Remember, they lost to the Packers last year, but he led them to the second round last year. So I was saying, like, it's not that bad. You're right there on the crust. But sometimes, you know, you got to do what you got to do to get to that next level. And so, um, and your thoughts, bro? Um. I would say they're both equal, Matthew Stafford and Aaron Rodgers. Um, as far as Aaron Rodgers go, you know, the whole saga, him leaving, and he might not show up to training camp. And then if they, you know, if they just say if they lose, this would be like his MO. You get to the playoffs. They, do, they don't play nobody in the regular season. But they have number one seed, get to the playoffs, and it's the same thing over and over again. So it's really – I think it's a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers as well, just as well as Matthew Stafford. And like you said, Matthew Stafford, you know, he come to L.A. He basically almost has a Pro Bowl team. The Super Bowl is in L.A., you know. They basically want to do what the Bucks did last year. They want to win the Super Bowl in L.A. like Tampa did in Tampa. So I would say it's equal pretty much. But I would lean more towards uh, Aaron Rodgers because it's kind of been his M.O. for like the last – Man, like the last what decade, four or five years? Oh, yeah, like the decade. Yeah, he's so, to the playoffs, the NFC head. championship yeah. outside of the us, outside of beating the Bears. Yeah, because mm-hmm. now yeah, let's just say if he lose, I'm gonna feel like that was kind of lucky. I'm telling you, right? Exactly. <laughs> I, man, come on, bro. Like, I look, look he played, he played, what was his name, Jamar? <sighs> Well, Caleb what Henry. was our backup name? Caleb Haney. I know his last yeah. name was with an H. I know that. Caleb Haney. He beat Caleb Haney to go to the Super Bowl, okay? And, yeah. you know, that's the only Super Bowl you won? Aaron Rodgers? Yes, and this is coming from Bears fans, by the way, Aaron Rodgers. And so, like, <laughs> that's the only thing you did, really? And thus far, you're 0-4 in the NFC Championship. And if you lose again, you'll be 0-5 if he go to the NFC Championship. But if he lose in the divisional, it's even worse. Like, it'll it'd be yeah. even worse. And so, just to comment, y'all, um, and you know, um, Ian, um, Big Josh, you know, who brother played in the NFL. He played with us football, Jamar. His brother played mm-hmm. with us at, uh, NF, uh, at Morgan Park, too, went to the NFL. Um, uh, Josh, remember, he played at Eastern, him and Regina. They played with Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. They played with Jimmy G. And so Josh coming on and being excited about Jimmy G is stating that Jimmy G is going to touch the Packers to the tune of four touchdown passes. And so just curious, <laughs> Jamar, what do you think of that comment? I mean, if you look, you see that little heart there. That I, I put that there. So, I, I mean, I would love to see it. I mean, who, I mean, who wouldn't? And, and as far as this Bears nation, wouldn't love to see that. I would love to see it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I 
I know I know Jimmy's your guy. I get it. But I mean, if he if he deliver, you ain't gonna hear me talk about bad about him next week. Yeah, man. Um, but man, just Jimmy G, y'all. Like, I, I get y'all point though, because like in watching him last week in that second half was like yep. it was I, a tail of two halves. Look, I was sitting there praying. This is a confession. I was praying that they win because I'm like, if I if they lose Jamar and Jay gone, they gonna ride me. Cause like he was just terrible. It was so bad to what Cal had Shannon had like just run a damn ball. Like, don't you do nothing. Don't do nothing, Jimmy G. Just run the ball, okay? And we go shut shut up. Oh. Yeah, he literally was about to get on the game away. Like, that's the only reason why the, the, the Cowboys even had a chance at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had a chance, though, when Jimmy G started playing uh, bad Jimmy G, as you say, because you said that a few weeks ago. Like, bad Jimmy G came, and, like, when it came, man, it gave the uh, Cowboys just all type of hope. They went from crying to the game being over to literally, we got a chance, y'all. We got a chance. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's what happened the entire game. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. See. No. no, that was a crazy game. What you, what, you about to say something, uh, Jamar? No. Okay. And so, yeah, man, um, I'm with y'all, man. Like, both of these guys got a lot of pressure, man. But I got to go with, uh, damn it, it's hard. It's hard. I, I would say Matthew Stafford because just, just the Jared Goff thing for me. If you don't get past the second round, I guess this whole season you just had a lot of fun, a lot of statistics, a lot of pro bowlers, um, a lot of big names, but you 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 didn't you didn't win a Super Bowl. And so this is a huge game, man. Legacies are on the line. Tom Brady don't like to lose. And then this story with Matthew Stafford. But then if we could have Matthew Stafford and Aaron Rodgers for the NFC Championship next week, that'd be a great story too. So it's yeah. it's it's a lot of good scenarios right here, man. And so um, in this case, fellas, we we've talked about lower seeds this weekend having a chance to upset the higher seeds. And so let's get into the picks. Let's get into the picks. Arthur was good, bro. Arthur went to um grammar school, man. Let's get into the picks because. Somebody got to win. So, and bro, um, the Bengals at the Titans. The Bengals at the Titans. Um, who you got for this one? Bengals at the Titans. So, mm, bias pick. You know, I love Jamar Chase and um, Joe Burrow. They hot right now. The Titans got everybody coming back. But. I don't know how this is going to be. They might have to knock the rust off. And I think it would be a good game, but I, I got the Bengals in the upset. They'd be, they'd be upset in the number one seed. I got the Bengals in the upset. I don't knock it, man. Um, it could happen. Um, Jamar, what you think, bro? Hey, just just before I pick, just want to point out, uh, I was six for six last week. Just want to throw that out there. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, this is tough. I mean, just because you mentioned like the rust and Henry is back. Don't know what Henry we're going to get, but 
I do know one thing. I, I feel like the Titans will come prepared just because Mike Vrabel has somehow, some way, miraculously got this team, you know, to be 12 and 5 this year, to be the one yeah. seed. They're the one seed for the reason, even with a bunch of adversity. Their run defense is actually pretty darn good. So you're basically going to have to have Joe Burrow have one of those excellent games, which he has been playing. However, I don't think Cincinnati can stop the run like that. And this might be the game, Derrick Henry, probably, probably the perfect game for Derrick Henry to get his footing back. So, with that being said, I'm, I'm going to take Tennessee. Yeah. Um, I expect fireworks, and this this could be a, probably the best game of the weekend, low-key. Uh, but it, it seemed like it would be four great ones. Um, but I got to go with Tennessee, too, man. Like, I just think when I look at the identities, y'all, and I look at playoff football around this time of year, I just see the Titans being a more physical team. I see the Titans literally imposing that will on the Bengals. Um, Derrick Henry, y'all, I know he'll be a little rusty, but when Derrick Henry get warmed up in that second half, as he always does, <laughs> he always get warmed up in the third and fourth quarter, it's a lot to deal with. And so um, I think the Titans, y'all, just got too many weapons. They too physical. They just the better overall team for me. And so um, – I'm going to go with the Titans. But I tell you what, and if the Bengals start off fast, it's yeah. going to put a lot of sweaty tough. palms. It's going to be tough. I don't know I play off football. Bro. We've been watching this game for a while. And so generally y'all know, fellas, if a team like the Bengals get off to a fast start and you get sweaty palms and you start making mistakes, you start getting desperate, start trying to throw the ball, do stuff outside of your normal identity – the Bengals will cash that, in on that. That that means Tannehill will have to like play bring up. them back. Yeah, and I, I don't know about that. I know he's an yeah. ultimate <laughs> game manager. I don't know if he can win you a game, but I will say this: that means number two and number eleven need to step up too. Right, that's a good point because mm -hmm. I feel like they really have had very quiet seasons. I mean, especially Julio. I know AJ Brown had maybe one or two games. I'm like, okay, I remember who you are, but both right. of them would need to show up. Yeah. Right. 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 They would definitely have to show up because they have not really showed up this season. And that's crazy. The Titans still <laughs> still winning games. Like, like, like I think um do we underestimate y'all the Titans defense sometimes? I mean because I think they've really been carrying them. I mean, Titans front seven is is really solid. It's the secondary that's questionable. They can get got in the secondary, but if they can play somewhat halfway decent in the secondary, then a lot of teams are going to have problems against them. Yeah. Right. That's why people, Jamar, got the Bengals in the upset, a lot of people, because they yeah. feel like the Bengals will expose that secondary. Yep. Because it's, it's, it's basically, yeah, that, like passing or bust. Like, they, Joe Burrow's either going to light them up, or if he doesn't, then they're screwed. But their run defense is going to hold Joe, uh, Joe Mixon, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be a, a, a contrast of two fights to the court, man. Um, I'm going to go with the Titans at home just because they're at home. If they was in Cincinnati, I'd go with Cincinnati. But um, I think the Titans will squeak this one out. But I, I can't wait to watch it at 3.30. Um, the Niners at the Packers. Man, imagine Aaron Rodgers losing the day. Just imagine everything on Monday, even tomorrow, even tonight. So, just curious, and uh, do the Niners go in and uh, pull off a big upset? I think a good game, 
but I think A Rod gets revenge back. He's 0 3. Yeah, you're right. He's 0 3 against the Niners in the playoffs. Yeah, I think I think A Rod gets his revenge back at home. Um, it's gonna be cold. Seven degrees. Yeah, seven p.m. kickoff is. Right, I got a rod in the revenge. Yes. You know, just just like you mentioned, Packers have Aaron Rodgers has not beat the Niners whatsoever in his playoff uh, career against them. You know what? Like this this Niners team is completely different when they played them the first time, and the Niners gave them problems. The first time mm-hmm. around, they, they only won by a field goal, right? No, one point, one point. Game winning field goal. 28-27. Yep. Yeah, so I don't think they've seen this this version of Debo Samuel. I don't, I don't think they want any problems. And I feel like the Niners' toughest team that they played in the last, like, two months in which they've been hot was the Rams the last week of the year. And so, with all that being said, I am taking the Niners to upset this. I just think they're just playing hot football. And it's not even – I'm not even being biased. I just think matchups and how they're playing, I feel like Aaron Rodgers can't make a mistake out there. Mm, mm-hmm. Wow. I'm doing yeah. it. Man. I can see that. Yeah. Um, man, this is – yeah, this is a hard one, man. Um. I know you're picking the Packers. <laughs> I, I mean, I get it. I really get it. It's cool. You know me. I'm, I'm picking the Packers. <laughs> and, and, the, and the reason why I'm picking the Packers is because the frozen tundra, the Niners are coming from the West Coast. They got to cross up, you know. They, but, I mean, we've seen the Niners, right, Jamar, going to Green Bay and beat them in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. See yeah. So can we really, really sit there and say, ah, you know, cold? They're I, gonna be freezing. I, 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 I honestly, I don't like. I feel that like don't really somebody, matter. And I think that's kind of overrated to NFL players yeah. a little bit. Y'all, Dude, right? When you got a person like George Kittle and Devo Samuel, does that really matter? No. Right. And physical football travels in any weather. Any weather. Yep. It don't matter. Any weather. You know. As stated, when I watched the Niners, y'all, early this year, I was watching on YouTube, and I was looking at a video, and I was listening to the sounds and the music on my headphones, and I was like, damn, they physical. You could literally hear the pads and everything bouncing off the microphones. This is how physical the Niners are. And some coaches, y'all, I think, Jamal, like some coaches, they build their brand or their identities for this time of year. They could kind of care less if they lose in the regular season. They just want to be healthy right now. Correct. They just want to have the identity right now because that's really that all that matters, you know, is who's going to care if you go 13 to three and lose in the second round, Who you know, like, okay, that's nice, but I'd rather be this 10 to 17 that come in with an identity and that, you know, and the Niners, we've seen this is the type of team that are coming win the Super Bowl. Like, I agree. I agree. Man, bro. Um, I'm gonna go with the Niners. Oh, I'm gonna change my pick. I'm gonna change my pick because if Aaron Rodgers can't get 
if they y'all find a way to eliminate his main target, then the Packers ain't that hard to beat. If you find a way to eliminate that Devontae Adams, A-Rod connection, the Packers are not that hard to beat. On the other hand, though, the Packers' defense is overrated. No, sorry, they're underrated. And the Niners, they got a banged-up Nick Bosa and a banged-up Warner. Yeah, Did that yeah. play a role? And could Aaron Rodgers take advantage of that? This is a hard game to pick, and I'm sorry, y'all, for taking up y'all precious time. Um, I'm stuck, man. I'm I'm stuck. Um, whoo. So, why why you thinking? Let me just read a couple of comments here. So, Deshaun said, "High key, the 49ers are the most physical offense team, offensive team in the NFL, and I like their approach." But I. But it comes to Jimmy G and a bad man, Aaron Rodgers. I'm taking the Packers Lambeau. And then Mr. Jonathan Abernathy said Packers by 30. <laughs> Just not seeing these comments, man. Like, man, um, yeah, and I like that, but I – yeah. Um, thank My, y'all for y'all input, Deshaun. And go ahead, Jamar. It's like – so I think what it comes down to as far as the – Packers offense, it's like more so can they pass protect against the 49ers front four? Can they can they can they do that? Because I think aren't if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, aren't they like one of their tackles down to like third string or something like that? Yeah. So I mean, I, I know for the most part they do, but I just know anytime that a front four can get to a quarterback, especially one that, you know, that stays in the pocket. I know he can roll out, but he, you know, he's not as Aaron Rodgers-esque as he used to be in that regard. But either way, if they can apply pressure on him, it just makes things a lot more difficult. And I think Nick Bosa can make one or two plays to do so. That's just my thing. Right. So. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with the Niners, but Lord knows. I mean, Packers could totally win this game, too. Um. We'll find out tonight. I, I, I don't know. I legitimately don't know. I wish it was some games where you just don't know. Like, I don't know with this one. I, the Rams and Bucks. I, oh, I, I'm having a I hard know. time with this. I, I'm I having know. a <laughs> Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm having a hard time <laughs> because it's Tom Brady. We're talking Tom Brady. And how many times, Jamar, have we did our homework and picked against Tom Brady and – I, I guarantee you, the five people that's watching with us, they sitting there knowing like they've probably picked against Tom Brady as well, and that is some dangerous stuff to do. He's probably literally sitting there knowing that people view him as an underdog, and that that probably got that man blood boiling so bad right now, like so bad. And he's like, haven't I done this enough for y'all? Like, I'm not trying to compare Tom Brady to Jesus, Jamar, but – you ever look at the miracles done in your life or the things done in your life and you be like, <laughs> God be, Jesus be saying to you like, haven't I done this for you multiple times? Don't you believe by now? Don't you have enough evidence? Mm-hmm. Don't you have enough evidence that's seen? And that's mm-hmm. sort of like Tom Brady, right? Like, 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 haven't I beat great teams? Haven't I come back against the Falcons? Haven't I beat the E? Like, haven't I beat so many great teams? Haven't I beat T.O.? Like, haven't I beat the, the greatest show on turf? Like, this is not enough. Like, this is not enough. And y'all still, literally, a lot of people still believe that I'm going to lose. 
Like, how disrespectful is this? Like, so, Ian, bro, um, is this is, is this the last? I don't say it's probably the – I think Tom Brady come back next year. But if he lose and he lose in a bad way, I mean, if he lose in a bad way, he going to come back next year. <laughs> but, like, could the Rams come in, the Rams with all the stuff that they've been doing, man, like – they did they did it for this moment they did it for today right and so do the rams do you got the rams or the buccaneers i'm going rams rams at upset okay rams, rams and upset. upset the bucks banged up um it won't be like playing philly last week rams get out to a fast start Score touchdowns and our field goals, taking the Rams. Yeah, All right, so before I make my pick, did you really just put Tom Brady in the Lord and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the same sentence? Did, did you really <laughs> exactly. just do that? Did you really just do that? I'm sitting here baffled. Wow. <laughs> I'll let you think about that one. <laughs> it, it, I'm not All comparing right. the Jesus. I'm just stating, like, you know. Okay. All right. Haven't I done this before? Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Um, all right. So these two teams met before. Um, you know, Rams laid the smack down on the Bucks. Um, mm-hmm. These two teams are completely different than before. Yeah. For the better and worse. Bucks got worse. Rams got a lot better. Let, let me ask you this. Who, who's guarding Cooper Cup? Who, who's guarding OBJ? Matter of fact, the X Factor. Who's guarding Cam Akers? Yeah. Amazing story. Like, who comes back from the last week? Did y'all see him last week? How physical he was? To the point I had to make a Facebook status about this man. Like, yeah. dude, like, who comes back from Achilles injury in less than six months to come out there and do what he did? Right. And he, run like, physical and have a good game. That was, yes. Head and shoulders, the best back on that team. He makes Sony <laughs> Michelle look like a puppy out there. He was doing everything, run block, running hard, catching, catching the, the rock. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is the guy that, like, no wonder why they were so excited in the offseason. Exactly. Exactly. They, they was ready. And so, look, man, Rams, Rams going to dominate this game. Bucks just don't have enough. They're, they're too banged up. The moment I saw Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown get kicked off the team and everything else with the secondary and their – they they don't have enough juice to, to get it done. And, and the Rams, like you said, are the team that you, you don't want to play against. And the Rams is probably the most dangerous road team this weekend. Because Bucks going, Bucks gonna stay home. They they losing. Rams, Rams, Rams. So Chris Godwin, he's off the team now? No, no, no. no he he out for the year. Out for the okay, year. right. He's hurt. Right, okay. yeah. When did he get hurt? A few weeks ago? It was no, like this week, was a while ago. No, week 15, week 16. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, Don't worry. Th- thank you for that. That is a big piece of information. Because no wonder why I haven't seen him on the field. I've been seeing a lot of other guys. I'm like, where the hell yep. is Chris Godwin? It's basically Mike Evans and a bunch of uh, somebodies that's trying to be somebody. Yeah, I get it. And so, yeah. The Bucs, they just don't appear to have enough right now. Like you say, man, the Rams are – they're ramming right now. I'm going to have to go with the Rams, too, now that y'all persuaded me. But it's funny, y'all. Look, T. 
Tampa Bay's favorite to win. So maybe these folks are not counting out Tom Brady because this say clearly Tampa Bay's favorite to win. Um, because Tom Brady gets out the ball, y'all, so fast. This is his keys to, to, to his seven Super Bowls. He gets out the ball in two and a half seconds or less. That makes it so hard, y'all, for uh, Eric Weddle, a Jalen Ramsey, or anybody to defend anything. And so I'm just – It just – yeah, the ball got to come out, but the receivers got to catch the ball. The receivers got to get open. That was a problem last week. I, yeah, the Eagles, you know, the Eagles were just happy to be there at one point last week. That's what it felt like. But they still had, like, what, Bashar Perriman dropping balls and and it took a while for Grunk to get open. And, I mean, Evans was the only one that was really, like, killing them. Um, but I, I don't know, man. Like, that's – it's going to be it's gonna be an uphill battle for them. I don't even know how they get, even got them favored right now. Matter of fact, let me go – let me go to my sportsbook app. <laughs> yeah. And so Tom Brady has done this plenty of times, man. And so I, I, I literally sit here and just dream of all the scenarios, y'all. A Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes rematch. A Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers rematch in a championship game. Or a, a, a Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, both great stories, NFC championship. This is all the scenarios. And so... Um, all right, y'all, for the Niners and Packers, I'm going to go with the Packers. I'm going with the Packers. And for the Rams and Bucks, I'm going to go with the Rams. I, I, they, they're just a better team. They're just a better team. The Rams can mess around with it all. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams. And so um, – I'm going to have to go with that because um, I'm taking too much time trying to pick these very difficult games. Um, the Bills and the Chiefs, um, this is another hard one. And so, Ann, I'm going to let you start us off, bro, because um, I feel like Bill Mafia is trending. But they, they, it's Patrick Mahomes they're playing against. Yeah, so – I see this game going two ways. It'll probably be the most high-scoring game of the weekend or it'll be the lowest-scoring game of the weekend. But I'm going Bills. I'm going Bills in a in a revenge tour. I'm going Bills in a revenge tour. If they play like they played last week, yeah, I mean, this they, – I mean, they, they look determined. They're like a determined team from – from the gate. And I know, you know, they're going back to Kansas City. I know they don't want to feel that hurt no more, but Kansas City looked good last week. Patrick, they firing on all cylinders at the right time. They looking like looking like they will go to Super Bowl again. So like I said, I can see this game going two ways. It'd be a defensive game or it'd be an offensive shootout. I'm gonna go with the Bills for the upset and revenge tour. Mm-hmm. I think the and, Bills going to want it a little more. Right. Um, just a quick comment, y'all, from Deshaun. He stated, Bills Mafia stand up. I feel that this would be that year. Josh Allen completely dismantled the Bill Belichick defense and was borderline flawless. He was, Deshaun. They set up – they made history, Jamar. They were the only team 
in NFL history in a game. I don't think this is the playoffs. This is a game that didn't punt at all. They literally uh, – they didn't even kick a field no. goal, right? They well, just yeah, scored yeah, touchdowns on every possession. Except for the last one where they took a nil. Every possession was a touchdown. It was basically right. a perfect offense. Perfect game. Perfect yeah. offense. That's unbelievable. Who does that? I feel like Diggs will dominate that secondary and both Allen and Singletary will chip in enough in the run game. As stated, y'all, when I went to the when I went to the Bills and Bears game, y'all, Jamar, the team that I saw from the Bills, I was saying it back then. I'm like, damn, they good. Like, they are really, really, really good. Like, and here they are. Here they are. Um, it's, it's such an oxymoron that they're here, right? No, it's not. They're a really good team. And so, Jamar, Bills are Chiefs. We once remember Jamar, like, how disrespectful can we be? We once had it here on the podcast that we would never pick against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we did that for, for quite a while. And it worked in our favor, too, for the most part. Oh, boy. <laughs> Dude, I... This this is rough, man. Like I'm 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 seriously conflicted. This how you felt with the last couple picks? I, I feel it right now. I feel it with my chest. My heart hurts. I still feel it this way too, man. Like like they shouldn't even be meeting up so soon. It feels like but. right, right. It's like early. <laughs> it's early. You know, it's it's early, man. I was hoping the Bengals would play the Chiefs or something. <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh man. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going Bill's Mafia. I'm going to do it. Well, for reasons that was already stated, that I was going to state, just between you and what Deshaun said, I mean, and what Ian said, that's why I'm picking the Bills. Picking the Bills. Right. Man, this is crazy to believe that I was crazy enough to pick against Tom Brady, to a certain extent, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes all in the same weekend. Do we really know how great these three quarterbacks are? Like, these are great quarterbacks. But, y'all, guess what? Josh Allen's a great quarterback. Joe Burrow's a great quarterback. Jimmy G's not a great quarterback. But Matthew Stafford's a great quarterback. And so, although these other guys are Hall of Famers, these other guys could be Hall of Famers down the road, too. And so, that's what makes this so difficult. But I'm going to go with the Bills as well. Although Kansas City's favorite to win here, I'm sure it's by a very, very, very small margin. And um, I just look at – I just think, y'all – the Bills will overpower the Chiefs, if that makes sense. I just – this team is built for the playoffs, too. They are very physical, too. They're, they're very physical, too. And I think they don't get enough credit for that. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go with the Bills, and I'm going to leave it at that. Um, this will be a fun game, though. I think this one, y'all, could turn around and be one of the greatest games of the weekend – because even though the Bills are probably the better team, Patrick Mahomes, I feel like he's going to be letting that thing flat at Tyreek Hill, 70 yards. 
this going to be a good one. It's going to be a really good one, man. And so I'm looking very forward to watching this one as well. But I'm going to go with the Bills because I feel like the Bills, I just like that train right now. I like that train. I like the way it's rolling. And so um, we're don't hold it against us all the way. But um, we had some tough games to pick this weekend. Really did. So um, with that being said, fellas, um, we, we, we've talked a lot of NFL this morning. Just curious, any more thoughts, fellas, before we uh, talk some NBA? Oh, no, that's pretty much it. Yeah, we, we addressed Yeah, yeah. We'll see, man. So um, we got our picks in, y'all. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit of NBA, y'all. So after uh, Russell Westbrook's uh, benching this week against the Indiana Pacers, and uh, uh, Lakers now at 23 and 23 this season, they're still uh, eighth in the West. Um, at 500, um, not really most people's expectations. And so I'm just curious, Jamar, like, and you can jump in as well. And like, what's the biggest problem with the Lakers this season? Is it potentially Russell Westbrook and his style of play? Like, I don't think he's the biggest problem. He's definitely a problem. That's, that's without a doubt. We're not going to dismiss that. Yeah. I, I think the biggest problem is, uh, the people responsible for putting together this roster. I think that's the biggest problem. Right. Instead, like you had the opportunity to probably trade for Buddy Hill and some complimentary pieces. Instead, you went out and traded for Russell Westbrook. Like that doesn't compliment you at all. It seemed like you more so worried about big names and star power instead of actually trying to fit together as a team. And it seemed like you tried to put a, put together an all-star team instead of putting together an actual team that works with the, the pieces that you already got in place. You basically traded away your your defensive prowess and you know hustle players just for big names. That that's that's my biggest beef with them. So Palenka and to a certain degree LeBron, like you all, you know, made this bid. Now you got to lay in it because I don't. Outside of maybe possibly trading Westbrook for John Wall, and I don't even know why in the world the Houston Rockets would even do that to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, like you, you're pretty much stuck. That's that's what it is. So I mean, yeah, Russ is a problem. Yeah, maybe Frank Vogel is a problem. Maybe uh, the the president of the Glass Fraternity, uh, Anthony Davis, is a problem because he can't stay on the court. <laughs> but it's this that total. It's the whole roster in general. It's like how how the heck has Stanley Johnson been your like your second or third best player since he's been signed on the team? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's terrible. Like. Where where's where's Malik Monk? Where's uh where's Carmelo? Where's uh Ariza? You know, all these, you know, has beens, like where they at? So Dwight Howard, I don't even see him on the court half the time. So I don't know, man. I think that's part of the biggest problem with the Lakers, Jamar, is they got too many has beens. They got too many has beens and not enough youth. And uh, they just seem like a team that's really just built for the playoffs only. They're not built for the regular season. They just built that roster, Jamar, just to be ready for the playoffs. My whole point point is this. <clears throat> First, you got to make the playoffs. I expect right. them to make it. But number uh, number two, you don't want to just make the playoffs as a 7-8 seed, y'all, and, and be a lower seed and have to go on the road all the time. You know, you had to play a Phoenix or go to that, – that, that's not safe. <laughs> like, I don't know if you, if you want to be in that position. And so – 
this has seemed like what the Lakers kind of want. And I guess they confident enough to say, y'all, yeah, we could be a seventh AC, but we got vets. <laughs> right. nah. <laughs> like, nah. There's no seven in the history of basketball, a seven right. or AC has never won a championship. Like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I don't even see him get out of the first round, damn it. Like, yeah. I've, I've seen the Grizzlies upset the Mavericks years ago, or the, uh, you know, uh, the Golden State Warriors upset uh, Dirt. But, like, that's the only time I've ever really seen. <laughs> and then and after they that, get far after that. <laughs> right. After that, it was the Nuggets. Remember, remember the Kim Baby Tumble holding the ball on the ground? <laughs> yeah, upset the Supersonics. <laughs> These are like the only moments I ever remember, like a seven or eighth seed beating a higher seed. And so it does not happen. And so, yeah, man, it ain't looking too good in Lakerland. Uh, and what you think, bro? Like, what's the biggest problem with the Lakes? Is this indeed is a disappointment. 23 and 23, um, eighth in the West. Getting blew out by everybody. Barely even beat the Magic last night. Barely beat. It, I've been saying this all year. I think it's. The number one thing is the effort on defense. I think it's defense. I think it all comes down to defense. I mean, they they just simply don't play defense. If you look at their scores, I mean, they give up 115 points to any and everybody. But then on the nights they don't score or nobody has a good scoring night, you know, they end up losing. Or, you know, when you watch the Lakers, the Lakers – LeBron, he normally gets off to a good start. He's hot. He scores about 15, almost 20 in the first half. And then you can tell he kind of scales back and kind of looks for – try to get everybody else involved, you know, and have them have their time. And, you know, as as he should, he's getting older. You know, he's the biggest name on the team, but technically it's not his team. They can't depend on a 36-, 37-year-old to carry them through the season. He – Physically, he doesn't have it. Yeah, he's been consistent these last – it's crazy, these last 20 years, but he's not going – he's just not going to be enough to carry them like he's 23-year-old LeBron in Cleveland again. It's just not going to happen. And so then, you know, they go on this run, and they're in a close game and halftime, and then the third quarter come, and they just – they don't play no defense, nobody else scores. And, you know, by that time, they're down 15 to 20. And then you look up, they lose, and they might have they might go on a run depending on if they have a little effort on defense, and but they end up losing or winning a close game to people they should just blow out. I mean, you know, mellowed and I don't know, he kind of fizzled out. He started off the season hot, he was scoring about yeah. 25 off the bench, and he didn't kind of fizzled out. LeBron and Malik Monk's um, chemistry has been really good lately for whatever reason. Um, I think Russ has got his – sometimes he gets the turnovers down as of lately, but he's just not shooting well. It's just – I think he's paying attention to what everybody's saying. I think that really bothers him. Um, and I think, like you, like you guys said, I just think it's just not working. I think they put this team together, like you said, as far as big names. I know it's L.A. and they want to put – seats in the stands and things like that, but I just don't think it's working. I don't I don't, I don't think it's working. Um they might like they might make it to the playoffs seventh to eighth seed, but like you said, who wants to make the playoff in the seventh to eighth seed? They'll have to play Phoenix or one of those number one teams and 
They play Phoenix again. They don't get swept because Phoenix just got their number. I don't even think they uh, beat Phoenix in the last two years. One, they might have beat them once in the playoffs or twice, but Phoenix just got their number. I mean, no, two games, four to two. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, everybody going to play, play their best against them. You know, it's, it's the Lakers. They ain't playing LeBron and Anthony Davis. I've just. What Charles he's Bucky called street if, clothes. He just street right. clothes. That's his problem. He's always in street clothes. The president of the Glass Association. You should totally <laughs> put that out there, Jamar. <laughs> president of the Glass Association. I gotta start using that. Glass fraternity, man. There's, there's, there's a couple other people on that Glass fraternity right now, but but he is the president. <laughs> he the and the CEO. He, he right. is both. He is one in the same. He is one on one. It's crazy, no, man. As talented no. as he is. But but no, what what you've been everything you said is all facts. Like the defense, like this is why you know as bad as you know KCP played at times last year, he always gave effort on defense. Mm-hmm. You let out, yep, you let Caruso walk and pay THT. Uh, yep, the rest is history there. And we we loving him over here, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I see why the Lakers fans miss him right now. Um, yeah. No, but. I mean, you're. I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, it, it, it is a lot of things wrong. And if we, and then just to go back to Russell Westbrook, I think, I think that uh, his lower leg injuries over the years is, is starting to really like hinder him because he, in his mind, he probably still think he's the same player, but he's not. He doesn't elevate as much on jump shots or get up on those dunks anymore, and that's probably the reason why he his his shooting percentage is going way down. Like mm-hmm. somebody pointed out when I was listening to NBA radio yesterday, I never thought about it, but he has a point. Um, former NBA player Eddie Johnson, he said back in his younger years, Russell, you know, used to you know jump so high on his jump shot, he was looking down at the rim and was hitting a lot more. Now he don't even elevate as high and he can't see the rim like that. And so it affects his jump shot. And and being a shooter, I I 100 percent agree with that. Like I, yeah. I never thought about it, but yeah, it, it's it's a lot of bad things and being a 7A seed, that means they have to go in a playing game. And I don't, I'm pretty sure you don't want to be in that scenario at all whatsoever. So, yeah, something they, they might have a come to Jesus moment before the trade deadline because I'm pretty sure they're <laughs> not picking up anybody in the uh, buyout market that nobody wants to go there. So, no. Yeah, playing with LeBron is tough. Um, being able to see that team and all that was going on, it'd be tough for Silver for sure. Um, yeah, man, I, I just wanted to – the Lakers, what a disappointment. But they both for the postseason, y'all, and so maybe just maybe they'll get healthy and, you know, um, maybe the, the, the Suns and the Warriors are overrated. We see what's been happening with the, <laughs> the Warriors. Maybe they're overrated, you know, and um, they feel like, hey, Memphis is a young team. We ain't worried about them. Luka's out of shape, you know. Uh, who's number three in the West right now? The Nuggets, like – Nicole Joker, that's all we got to worry about with him. Like, <laughs> yeah, they they think that they want to and find out what happens firsthand. Yeah, he right, just lost man. to them recently, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, they got blew out. They got blew out. And so, um, yeah, man, the Lakers, um, definitely in a very uh, unique scenario. Um, one last question though, fellas. Um, which NBA big would you rather have on your team right now? Um, and we can pull up stats or whatever, but Nicole Jokic. Rudy Gobert or Joel Embiid? If you had to start an organization in a Jamar, y'all GMs, 
y'all looking at these guys and y'all got an opportunity to pick up either one of them, which one would y'all take to start y'all team, man? So, in which who would you take first, bro? Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, or Rudy Gobert? Embiid, I don't even really think it's close, in my opinion. When he has, I'll say this, when he has the attitude of to stay in the paint and then come back out on the perimeter and he just has that dog mentality, he's arguably probably top five player in the league. He, top three if he want to be. I mean, I don't think it's close. He's been pretty dominant this year. Um, kind of silently, he's he's been doing it all over there in Philly without uh without being. So I'll take it. I'll take him beat all day long. Yeah, that's interesting. Jamar, what about yourself? Ooh-wee. I am going to. So I was you know stuck between the two. So just just for the record, it's it's, it's definitely not Gobert. You can get him out of here. <laughs> definitely. <not. laughs> All right, so I'm going to play devil's advocate, but I was kind of leaning this way anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Jokic. I'm going to take the Joker here uh, for for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, he, he's more available than, than Embiid. Um, two, I, I was having this conversation with Mr. Dominique McKinney. Uh, matter of fact, uh, last night when I was telling him I was going over uh, uh, the, the script for, for today, and I mentioned that. And he 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 said that uh, the Joker is arguably the most skilled center that we have ever seen in the history of basketball. And skill, but no, Joel Embiid is more skilled. Mm. Yes, mm. Joel Embiid. You ever just <laughs> see the work he do with the ball, Jamar? I I get that. I get that. It's, but it's, it's no, no, no. beautiful poetry, man. It's beautiful. It is, but. Joker, he's not skilled. He's just—I don't know how he be scoring. Dude, you see how sloppy he playing? How sloppy? He's it's not even—it's not even it's just that. I'm, I'm more so aiming towards his passing ability because I—I don't think I've ever seen a big pass like this before. A big who got the vision of a point guard, like a like he over here dropping dimes like he Lonzo Ball out here at times. He out here making—he really making his teammates better. He can stretch the floor. He can score in the post. He can hit the mid-range. He can play pick and roll. He can play pick and pop. He can rebound. This man is averaging 20, 20, 26 and 14 right now. And he and he's doing it without Jamal Murray, without Michael Porter. Like this, this I mean, when he's healthy, he he's out there dominating. He is. And he plays a below the rim. And you don't really see that nowadays. So that's why I entertain the thought of him being like very elite skill-wise. And with that and his durability, like, it's hard for me not to pick him. Yeah, man. Y'all both make interesting arguments, and I love the fact that y'all both did contrasting arguments because it makes it very entertaining and very just real. Um, you going to pick over there? <laughs> I can't make a damn case with Gobert. <laughs> it's only put there because he's like a big name for centers. That's it. <laughs> he's good. He's good for lobs. He'll get him good for lobs and rebounds, but he can't score at all. Y'all know that. He can barely hit a free throw. Um, on the other hand, man, Joel Embiid. I mean, it's hard between both. This is another tough one, y'all, because when Joel Embiid gets going, y'all see what this man is doing. He put up forty-seven points 
Okay, y'all, 47 points in 25 minutes. And this was through three, no, this was, yeah, through three quarters. He set the whole fourth quarter, so which means they was kicking butt. Like, he put up 47 in 25 minutes. The only person to ever put up more, y'all, was Clay Thompson through three quarters. So, Joel Embiid, when this man gets going, you see how good Philly is now. We was talking about this last week, Jamar, like between contenders and pretenders. Um, shout out to the Bulls, by the way. Like, I love my Bulls, but I'm worried if they were to play Philly, I think Philly would beat them because of Joel Embiid. Like, he does so much on the floor. Like, his stats, 28, 11, and 4. And so he's very underrated in regards to getting people involved as well. Although Jokic, I mean, you look at this man, he averaged an eight assists per game. Eight. On top of 14 boards and 26 points. Whereas Joel Embiid, he's definitely putting the bucket in. When he gets you one-on-one, I don't think there's nobody in the league that can stop him. Once he got a one-on-one and he got a head of steam, y'all, it's, it's very hard to stop. And so I don't know who I would – damn it – I would take Joel Embiid just because, um, but I could totally see Nikola Jokic. I would take either one of them, damn it. I'd take either one. Give me either one. I could work with either one. Like, either one. They, yeah, they just, both. Just not go bear, right? Not go bear. <laughs> <laughs> you go, go bear. I would take him um, if I don't have those two. If I don't have those two, I would take him. And, and you know, he'd be productive, right? He'd be very productive, boards lobs, you know, get you about 10 points, you know. <laughs> but bad. it's like it's like with him, he's reliant on somebody else setting him up. At least the other two can get their own shot. Own shot, yeah. He needs – Gobert needs like a Donovan Mitchell, somebody to really help him out. These other two, they can do it by themselves. Yeah, yeah. he can't create like the other two. Right. Facts. And so, yeah, y'all, um, this is something that uh, just just – it's really entertaining to watch both of them. And so lastly, y'all, before we head out for the weekend, um, who are y'all taking tonight? Francis Naganu or Cyril Game? Naganu is um chap right now. Cyril Game is coming from France. He's kicking butt right now. This is a UFC match. And so um you don't have to be an analyzer of this, but just quickly, who who y'all got, fellas? Uh and let's begin with you. I'm going with the champ tonight. Going with the champ. Yeah. Same here. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the champ. Yeah, I'm going to take the champ too, man. That, that right hook look like it's mean. And so, real um, mean. <laughs> real mean. And so, I'm, uh, he's 6'4 too, y'all, by the way. Big dude. Um, but there, a lot of people got zero gain in this one, y'all. They do. And so, it'll be very interesting to see the uh, highlights um, and see what happened with it. And so, uh, with that being said, world, we thank you all for tuning in with us. We got a good amount of likes in a short amount of time, so that was pretty cool. And so thank you all for tuning in with us this morning. Uh, please remember, however, y'all, that there's still an Omicron variant coming out or that's out, and it'll be something else coming out soon from COVID. And hospitalizations from cases are still on the rise uh, from coast to coast and internationally. So remember to please be careful. And if you are not vaccinated, do your part by wearing a mask. Uh, and be careful out there. But on the other hand, please continue to chop it up with us. 
and support our podcast, the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast on various platforms. And if you are and you would love to talk sports with us, we are here. We would love to do so with you. Your love and support is truly appreciated. And we hope you all have a blessed, safe, warm, and peaceful weekend. Peace.